All right, Avery, it's all yours. Okay, good evening and welcome to the June 3rd, 2021 Architectural Review Committee meeting. My name is Avery Kerner and I will be facilitating the Zoom video portion of the meeting today. With me here is Becky Pepper, Planning Manager and on Zoom, or, and also Lynn Brodick-Vilner, Historic Resources Administrator. Currently, I have everyone muted so we can talk through the general ground rules for today's meeting. This meeting is being recorded and will later be uploaded to the city's YouTube channel following the meeting. During the meeting, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left-hand corner of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you are muted, a red line will appear over the icon. This will make it easier for everyone to hear the meeting. Just remember to unmute if, you, if and when you want to speak. You can also turn your video camera on or off by clicking the video icon in the menu. For the purposes of this public meeting, when you are not participating or when you are participating in the meeting, please keep your video on. When you are not participating in the meeting, it is okay to turn your video off. You will still be able to listen to the meeting when your video is off. You'll just have to remember to turn your video back on when you are participating. Turning your video off when you are not participating will help make sure that the active meeting participants can be seen on the screen. In some cases, I may turn someone's video off if they are not actively participating to avoid visual distraction during the meeting. You can always turn your video back on during the meeting. If you are participating by phone, you can enter star six to mute and unmute your phone. Somewhere on your Zoom screen, you will also see a choice to toggle between speaker and gallery view. Speaker view shows the active speaker, Gallery view tiles all of the meeting participants. Committee members, you must state your name and title each time you speak. Members of the city staff must also state their name and title each time they speak. I would also like to ask applicants and members of the public to identify themselves each time before they speak to ensure that everyone is able to follow along. Again, I wanna remind everybody to please mute yourself when you are not speaking. And now I will turn meeting over to Lynn braddock Fulner, Historic Resources Administrator. Hello, everyone. This project that we're working on right now um, for an accessory structure at 1647 um, Vermont Street was at the last, the May Historic Resources Commission meeting. Okay, Phil can't hear us. Phil, I can hear you. Um, you can hear me, Chad. I can hear you fine as well. Um, Let's send Phil a chat. Maybe he'll see that, but the problem may be on his end. Oh, I think you might be on mute. Thank you. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now, yes, thank you. Thank you. Sorry about that if I held up progress. I... <laughs> That's okay. So we were just saying that um, this was on the May HRC meeting and they referred it to the Architectural Review Committee. Um, there was concern about the size, scale, massing um, of, in the height of the proposed accessory structure. And so just want to recap a little bit, we can screen share and show the drawings. Um, Phil, I didn't receive any updated drawings from you. Um, that is correct, not at this time, right? So I, I would be good. It'd be good if you could share the uh, drawings that were shared in the previous meeting, that would be good. Okay, we'll go ahead and share. Um, start with the site plan and then quickly switch to the elevations. All right. So that, um, we can all get a look at what's going on. Is this? Are we screen sharing? Oh my God. There you go. So this is the site plan showing the existing house on the right hand of the um, lot and then the proposed new accessory structure to the west of that. 
and then we can look at the elevations. And these are the elevations that were submitted. Um, one of the comments we talked about was roof form and then some of the architectural detailing. And then I think the main issues were the size and the mass of the structure. So I guess I would open it up to members of the ARC to um, maybe talk about some of the issues that they see with the compatibility of the design. Uh, this is Commissioner Foster. I thought we had pretty good discussion at the at the commission meeting and was looking for the applicant to come with some sort of response to what they heard. Uh, this is Phil Doherty slog, uh, with uh, the architect that represents uh, the uh, Judy Green and Conrad Altenburn. I know we did talk about this. Um, I think our concerns with that, and it could be our misperception or misunderstanding that perhaps there was going to be more dialogue about the sizing of the house, uh, what we thought would be appropriate before we redrew it. Um, that was the only reason I had nothing I, at, at this time that we could resubmit. Um, if that was our misunderstanding, I guess that's our apologies, and I can let Judy speak to that. But um, she had she had versed that our, our, the concern was that if we were going to scale the building down in terms of uh, the footprint of the building, indifferent to what is already proposed, our concern is that we could we could uh, make the footprint smaller for a one car garage. Our biggest concern is that upstairs we would they would still need an upstairs, and that would still probably. Um, be an issue in terms of the height of the uh, the building. So even if we reduce the footprint of the building, uh, we probably still enhance the height of it or it wouldn't change much given that it doesn't have much latitude for headroom. Um, on the adjacent structure, the primary structure is 1647 itself. It does have an upstairs, but it's not a very big upstairs given that it resides under its major roof form. And the uh, amount of space that my client needs would need to be more significant than the primary space is offering. So that's why, uh, that's why I think head height would still be an issue for this, at least for you all, in terms of the height that, that you uh, have already negated uh, that we proposed in the design. So um, my apologies for not having something resubmitted, but we felt that if we resubmitted something and got that wrong, we were just kind of uh, spinning our tails. Um, but um, if you feel different than that, please, please speak up. And, and if Judy has something to share, and I think she does, this would be a good time for her to talk. Uh, yes, thank you. I think I agree with everything that Phil said. And I guess our, our big question is, even if we reduce the footprint, is there something that would be acceptable for this committee to approve our plan with what we want. Um, like we said, we, we've already been negated on the drawing that we submitted, even though it was technically within the bounds of what we were required to do. So before we submit drawings that we don't know, we don't have any direction on what to do different than what we have been doing. Okay. So that, I guess my question to you is, is, is there something that you can envision a plan that would allow us to fulfill our goal, whether we're going up or out or, or whatever? And if not, then we need to know that. Okay, I'll, well, this is Commissioner Foster. I'll try to take a stab at a response. And Jay, I know you were at the meeting. Brenna, you were not. Um, and I know there's not minutes available yet for the meeting, but I'll try to recap a little bit of the conversation and Jay certainly help if I get something wrong and Lynn as well. Um, but I think we gave you clear feedback that a two-story accessory structure and a flat roof accessory structure is not gonna be acceptable in those environs. And I think this is all well articulated in the, in the staff report. Um, so you've seen it in writing, you've heard us verbalize that at the HRC meeting. I'm not seeing a reaction yet um, Brenna, for your benefit, some of the discussion went as far as, you know, if, if a certain amount of square footage is needed by the applicant, you know, a far flung idea is to be adding that to the primary structure. So the primary structure grows and stays the dominant structure yeah. as opposed to putting all that square footage in the accessory structure, all sorts of possibilities. 
but I think the, the fundamental proposal here still is an accessory structure that dominates the primary structure and that's just not gonna be acceptable. So, okay, thank you. So you're saying that there's nothing that we can do that we can draw to accomplish our goals and still be within the confines of what you're requiring. That is not what I said. This is Commissioner Foster. Well, then tell, then I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding what we need to do differently. I've asked this question before and never gotten a clear answer. What do we need to do differently to scale it down to make it acceptable? This is Commissioner Foster. I'm not. Ex I'm not sure how to res to respond to that request, other than to. I, I guess I just really don't know how to respond to that. Um, you don't know how to respond. I don't understand. Yeah. If there are parameters, we're trying to meet them. Yeah. And we met what parameters we were given before, but I understand it was a subjective decision that it wasn't going to be good enough, even though it was technically good. So if I can't get any direction on what to do to make it be what you want it to be, I'm not sure what, what we're supposed to do. This is Commissioner Buchanan. Um, I did go back and, and watch some tape and... Um, and this is a common issue that we see. And these are common arguments that are presented. The ARC is not free design services. Um, it, it has been made clear, um, I think both in writing and um, I wasn't there for verbal, but I think the um, staff report is pretty clear. It sounds like maybe you need to get with your architect and that's what they do. That's what they're for. Exactly, so, exactly. Exactly. Phil, jump in there. Well, I, I think, I think, okay. so, so where I, I'm going to go back to a comment that Commissioner Foster said, and, and, and uh, if I understood him right, in terms of the height of the building, yeah, we had proposed a second floor. Um, and did I hear you correctly, uh, Commissioner Foster, that you feel that a second level would not be appropriate for this? Given that, given that it has the most to do with the height issue of this uh, of this building, would you agree or disagree with that? Or how else can I mean? I guess before you answer that question, the concern, at least for the design of my client, they need an upstairs level above basically a garage below. Unless we make a bigger footprint, a, a single story building, um, I think it will still be too close to the existing facility, only because. My client's not interested in doing an addition to 1647. Um, at least that's my understanding. Um, we are on a very tight site. Um, this proposed plan already violates roughly about six to 10 feet of uh, the rear setback. Uh, and that's, and even if we had it just right, we'd still have to go for a variance just for the size of this. So I guess I'll ask again, do you feel that a second story is going to be inappropriate because of the height restrictions that you are looking for? I guess that's the first question I, I want to get cleared on. If this is Commissioner Foster. Um, I, a full two-story accessory structure on a site that has a one-and-a-half-story primary structure is, is the problem. I, I could imagine a small accessory structure that has a small second level to it but I can't imagine a full two-story structure, which is what you've depicted as being acceptable. Okay, this is Phil Doherty again. Um, you said a small second level. I'm not sure what that means. I, I don't, but- um, What does that mean? Uh, so here, I guess this, as the architect, this is where I'll go, or I'll take this approach. Um, if we attempted to do uh, revise this structure uh, to look, a lot like the primary structure and have only partial height upper level. And I guess what I mean by partial height is to assimilate 1647 itself. You basically have headroom for about maybe five feet of width before you start uh, having um, the roof come down on you. Um, unless, unless, like for example, on A5, it's currently shown. And if we're looking at the, uh, in the upper right-hand corner, the Number two, proposed south elevation, which shows the garage doors and the dormers above that. If, if we were able to maintain, say, the right side roof form, which matches the primary structure, okay, that's a simple gable roof, um, you can see that we have the issue of very little headroom 
to walk around in there, just basically where that window profile is to the right. Um, but if we were to keep a low profile roof that way and actually be a gable roof, I would probably have to have a succession of dormers just to, you know, just to kind of give some head height in, in that tight roof space, which is a lot like what 1647 already is. Um, so I don't know how else to make a second level space that's required by my client um, that doesn't have the flat roof impact of the proposed structure. I get that. It's yeah, that's what's making it uh, kind of disproportionate. I don't disagree on that. But I don't know how else to make a livable upstairs space that that denies the headroom uh, to make that area usable. Unless, of course, I just go to a single story uh, accessory structure that I assume will have to be bigger than the footprint as currently proposed on this secondary structure, only because they'll need that room back. So if, if that made any sense, uh, does that sound seem like an appropriate direction? If I, if I sacrifice the upstairs, what I have to, I guess I would take that square footage and somehow add that to one, the sink, uh, you know, a lower level floor plate, but, but a bigger footprint. Is that going to be offensive to the, uh, the review board? Um, this is Commissioner Foster. I, I would suggest that you can go back to the staff report and look for language where the, the accessory structure, whether it's in, in footprint or or height or massing um, should not dominate the primary structure. So, you know, it's a, it's a, unfortunately it's a pure gray area and it's a judgment call and it's gonna require, you know, collective input on to how far you can go, I suppose. There, again, there's no rule, there's no, there's no formula to, to unfortunately follow. Um, but you, you can only get so big. You're only going to be able to get so much square footage, and that may or may not meet your your client's program. I, oh. I don't know. This is Judy. How much square footage? I'm not asking for free architectural guidance here from your committee. I'm asking for some parameters. Whether they're per, whether they're percentages, whether they're square footages. I mean, well, can we have a this, this is Commissioner Foster. I will repeat something I said at the meeting that you may have not heard that. For rough guidance, I would say something in the ballpark of your existing accessory structure. Now, perhaps taller since it's a relatively short structure and doesn't have a functional second level to it at all. But your existing accessory structure is in the ballpark of the correct scale in relationship to your primary structure. That's something I said at the meeting. So if you're looking for some guidance and a starting point, I would recommend starting there. I guess I'm not this, really. This is Commissioner Holly. Just uh, again, really... this is not. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Apologies. Just if you add up the, you know, from a volume perspective, if you just do the simple comparison of um, even the existing, not even the existing accessory structure, the existing primary structure of 1647, I believe the new proposed accessory structure is in fact larger than the primary structure. I mean, there's, that, that is definitely a subordinate when the new structure is volumetrically larger than the existing. Is that right, Phil? Is that bigger? Volumetric, volumetrically, if you're saying you include the upstairs, yeah, the volume would probably be bigger, but the footprint is still smaller than 1647. So if we're talking purely from a volumetric standpoint, uh, Commissioner, Commissioner uh, Holly, um, the volume would probably be a little bit bigger, but still the, uh, the floor print uh, or the, the area, I should say, uh, from the ground level of the secondary structure is still smaller than the primary structure. And that's, I show those differences on the site plan. <clears throat> so which was it? This is Commissioner Falter, but going back to the staff reports, you know, staff evaluated this and, and, and made their recommendations and not, we're not, I don't, I don't know if you'll even see the word footprint in the staff report. Scale and massing is inappropriate. This is Commissioner Buchanan. The, I also have a issue with the footprint. The fact that you are going to need a variance for this to, so even if we say yes, they could say no. 
Um, I, that's just <laughs> another layer of review that you're not meeting the metrics that have been provided to you that you need to meet. <laughs> well, I, I guess I you know, this is Sorry, Glenn Braddock's on their historic resources administrator. We haven't looked at this to see if it would require a variance um, as an accessory structure. It can be in the rear yard setback. So that's not something that we determined whether or not their proposal would need a variance. I see. Thanks for that clarification, uh, Lynn. Thank you. Commissioner McKinnon, I apologize. I was late to the party. No, that's okay. No, under, that, that's fine, Commissioner. No problem. Um, I, I appreciate that Lane clarified that because I was going to agree with your statement. Yeah, variance is a challenge too, but we're, we're just trying to get to the size aspect and, and I can try to redesign this. I mean, my, my concern, again, this is Phil Dorty, the architect representing uh, both Judy and Conrad. Um, we have a challenge. Uh, I have the challenge as the architect to try to get the square footage needs that my client needs and that puts me in a tough position to try one, to satisfy the needs that they need for, for both uh, a secondary structure as far as living above the, uh, the garage structure below, and then, one, and then two, trying to fit it on the site within its boundaries. And then three, obviously I do understand the, the architectural review committee's concerns about the massing and scale in contrast to 1647. So those are all serious, pretty serious challenges for me. And I'm certainly not afraid of any of that. Um, I think the only thing I can propose is to do, if you're, in a, if you're okay with this, and I don't know how formal the next resubmission has to be if my clients decide to do a resubmission for your review. Um, but without a whole lot of time, I guess I can do a series of sketches to modify a smaller structure, if you think that would work, uh, in terms of elevations and a floor plan without spending a lot of time on a computer doing a hard line drawing as, you're, as you see being presented before you. If I did a series of sketches within a week or so that might, uh, that, that might try to describe what Commissioner Foster and everybody's looking for, uh, is, that a, is that just a resolution for now? Or perhaps the question to my clients, do they wanna proceed? <laughs> proceed with what? We're still yeah, looking, can, I we, would... can we build a one-story garage can we build a 400 square foot garage? You know, the question is, can we put an upstairs on it? If we can't put an upstairs on it, no matter how small the footprint is, I'd say we're done. Okay. You know, so, so tell me, can I build a 400 square foot garage, 400 square foot footprint with something above it? Is that possible? This is Commissioner Foster. Do we know the square footage of, your, of the existing structures? That's First sure. floors and second floors. Probably on the, on the site plan. Yes, it is on the site plan. I can pull mine up. I'm on a separate computer. Okay, got it. The, uh, the commissioner, uh, Foster, um, the existing uh, home footprint for 1647 is approximately 822 square feet. And the new accessory that that uh, we're proposing is 668 square feet. That's, that's the area of the footprint. Phil, what's the area of the existing garage right now? The existing garage? Yes. Let me just, yep, give me just a second. I have that on another site plan, give me just a second. The existing garage footprint is 409 square feet. So if we build another garage, it was 409 square feet. Are we allowed to put a second story on or is that not a go? With a pitched roof, not a flat roof. This is Commissioner Foster. Yeah, I think we've, I believe we've been clear that the full two story is, is the problem, but. Tell me, just say, no, you can't do that. Is that right? I cannot do that. A full two-story, I think, is a problem. A a half story above a garage. Half story. Um, What's that? Seems reasonable. I'm not sure what a half story is. Half story would be like the existing house. Correct. So we could we could do a half story on a 400 square foot garage. 
This is Commissioner Buchanan, potentially, yes. Potentially, okay. It's a great well, place to start. Well, good, good. Okay. We should have started here a long time ago. You know, we just needed some more guidelines. If, if we can't, if the square footage was too big or whatever, and if that existing one, what was it, Phil, the existing garage? The existing garage is 409 square feet. That's what I calculated based on our field measurements. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Yeah, I don't have anything else here. I'm done. Okay, well, as, as the architect, if uh, I can try to propose something and get that submitted. Uh, if you can able to turn in some sketches or something and not a full drawing again. Mm -hmm. get past it. Yeah, I, would that we be acceptable, Commissioner? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll on the side. Okay. This is, this is Commissioner Foster. In the good old days, we would be sitting in a conference room with sketch paper and working through this live, but... Mm -hmm. uh, we can't resume doing that quite yet, apparently. So yes, informal sketches are encouraged uh, to uh, to pass around ideas. Okay. All right. Uh, G Judy, would you like me to do that? We'll we'll, we'll, we'll speak it. to you on the side. Yeah, that's fine. Not a problem. Thanks for okay. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Lynn Braddock Solner, Historic Resources Administrator. Phil, if you want to put together some sketches, if that's what y'all decide to do, then you can just email those to me and I can get them out to the review committee and then we can get you some um, response to what you're proposing. And it, sometimes it takes a little bit of back and forth. As Chad mentioned, usually we're sitting at a table and we can do all this together and, and look at sketches and what will and won't work. Um, we're a little bit hindered by having to do these meetings on Zoom that we can't do that. So it really would be you drawing up some sketches. They don't have to be full line drawings. Okay. Getting those to me and then I can get them to the um, ARC members and we can get you some feedback. All right. I appreciate that, Lena. Of course, I, I will uh, talk to my clients to see if that's what they want to do. And if they do, if they proceed with that, then I'll send you something as soon as I can. And I'll let you know. I'll keep you advised. I appreciate listening to uh, the commissioning staff and thank you for your time. If you, for whatever reason, decide that that is not the way you want to go and you want to proceed with the application as submitted, then we would put this back on the Historic Resources Commission agenda for them to take a full vote. Um, okay. If they voted to deny the application, then you could always appeal that determination to the city commission. So there is an appeal process for you. Understood. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, commissioners. With all respect, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to us. Thank you, Phil. Commissioners, if you would like to take a little break, our next applicant is not going to be here till five. We'll keep the meeting rolling. If you can join us back at five. Sorry, I thought this one would take a little bit longer. Um, so I apologize about the time lapse. It's another thing that's fun with trying to do this on Zoom and get everybody together. So we will get back together like maybe a few minutes before five and resume the meeting, if that's okay with you. This is Commissioner Foster. Any chance that those folks could be contacted to maybe start at 445, or is was five the earliest they could go? Five was the time we gave them. I can send them an email and see if they respond. Okay. Okay, well, I'll... I'll pause, but I'll probably check back in at 445 or something like that to see if maybe we can start a little bit earlier. Uh, okay. Thanks. Lynn, as a, uh, this is Commissioner Holly. As a matter of protocol, do we need to formally close the meeting or is, is that good enough? That's fine. It's just a committee member. You know, it's just a committee meeting, so it doesn't have to be formalized. We'll just nope. put a pause on and then resume at five, if not earlier. Thank you, Aretha. Okay, we will go ahead and get started then, now that we have everybody here. Uh, good evening and welcome to the June 3rd, 2021 Architectural Review Committee meeting. Good evening, everybody. 
My name is Avery Kerner, and I will be facilitating the Zoom video portion of the meeting today. With me here is Becky Pepper, Planning Manager, and Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Currently, I have everyone <laughs> muted so that we can talk through the general ground rules for today's meeting. This meeting is being recorded and will later be uploaded to the city's YouTube channel following the meeting. During the meeting, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left-hand corner of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you are muted, a red line will appear over the icon. This will make it easier for everyone to hear the meeting. Just remember to unmute it if and when you wanna speak. You can also turn your video camera on or off by clicking the video icon in the menu. For purposes of this public meeting, when you are participating in the meeting, please keep your video on. When you are not participating in the meeting, it is okay to turn your video off. You will still be able to listen to the meeting when your video is off. You'll just have to remember to turn your video back on when you are participating. Turning your video off when you're not participating will help make sure that the active meeting participants can be seen on the screen. In some cases, I may turn someone's video off if they are not actively participating to avoid visual distraction during the meeting. You can always turn your video back on during the meeting. If you're participating by phone, you can enter star six to mute and unmute your phone. Somewhere on your Zoom screen, you will also see a choice to toggle between speaker and gallery view. Speaker view shows the active speaker. Gallery view tiles all of the meeting participants. Committee members, you must state your name and title each time you speak. Members of city staff must also state their name and title each time they speak. I would also ask that applicants and members of the public identify themselves each time before they speak to ensure that everyone is able to follow along. Again, I wanna remind everyone to please mute yourself when you are not speaking. And now I will turn the meeting over to Lynn braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Good evening, everyone. Well, it's almost evening now. It's after five, so I guess we'll call it evening. Um, this project, 1704 Tennessee Street, was at your May Historic Resources Commission meeting. At that meeting, there were concerns about the overall size and scale of the proposed accessory structure. There were questions about the height as it related to the existing historic structure. And then there were some questions about materials. Um, so the Historic Resources Commission referred this to the Architectural Review Committee to work with the applicant on those issues to see if there was a way to find a design that would meet the applicant's goals while meeting or better meeting the standards and guidelines. So I have not had any additional information from the applicant, so we may just want to start and kind of go over what the proposal is. And I know the applicant said they did have the height of the existing structure now. So Aretha, if you want to just kind of briefly share with us what that is and what changes y'all have looked at since the meeting. The existing structure is 32 feet tall. And do you have the height of the proposed structure? Yes, 22 feet tall. Okay. Then I would open it up for ARC members to ask any questions or start the dialogue about items that we discussed at the commission meeting that um, would need to be addressed. This is Commissioner Foster. Other things I remember discussing were the roof pitch, making sure that the two are compatible. I think there was an assertion at the meeting that they were identical from the drawing you have up and from the picture from the agenda that does not appear to be the case. Uh, there was also discussion about the drop off of the site. And it looks like you had a site plan off that did have grading information or contour information um, that we thought was unavailable. So that's good to have. And then, yeah, I believe the motion that passed included um, sort of character of the, of the proposed structure, um, including material uh, in response to the vertical siding, 
and even window types uh, looks like sliders are proposed and the and the primary structure is a typical double hung window it looks like um, so yeah those are some of the things I'd like to hear discussed so where would you like to start sir that was kind of a random list wherever you would like okay so um, I'm looking at the materials list give me one second Let's start with the uh, windows. So there's three windows, 48 by 48 and 36 by 36. Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. So Aretha, are you saying there are only three windows total because the design that was submitted has windows on three sides of the structure with only one side not having windows? I am looking at the uh, specifications from the drawings that I have and that's um, where I'm getting my numbers from. Mm -hmm. So windows, there's three windows, 48 by 48 and 36 by 36. And yeah, this is this is Commissioner Foster. I guess what I'm looking for is, uh, is the applicant willing to alter the window types to match the primary structure, alter the siding to be more compatible with the primary structure and alter the roof pitch to be compatible with the primary structure? Um, the siding type is textured plywood, which is what's on here on the current structure. They're both wood structures, sir. Yeah, this is Commissioner Foster. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm, I'm looking at a photograph from the the agenda. It looks like um, it's a pretty historic structure that would have the, looks like the original wood lap siding that's running horizontal. That's correct. And you're proposing oh. vertical oh. plywood. All um, I'm saying is that they're, that they are both plywood, sir. You're, you're referring to the garage as vertical and then horizontal that's on the current structure. Is that what I understand? Yeah, I'm looking at a photo of the, the existing house. Okay, what do you want to know? I'm sorry. Are you is, are you willing to adjust the siding and the proposed structure to be more compatible with the existing house? How about if um, can we flip flop that and put the existing house with the vertical because. I do need to replace some siding on the existing. This is Commissioner Foster. I'm wanting to punt that to Lynn. I don't know what sort of process that has to go through, but uh, vertical siding, I'm gonna guess, is not something that is typical in the environs that we're discussing. And can I also mention that garage you will not even be able to see it from the street unless you go into the backyard you cannot you won't be able to see it as far as it being compatible and th this is commissioner foster and and i from my perspective the the location and the drop of the grade is going to definitely help on this scale and massing issue from my perspective um, it's going to help this accessory structure appear to be subordinate. But um, again, I'm speaking for myself and other commissioners can chime in if and when they choose. I'm looking for compatible materials, compatible forms, compatible windows between accessory structure and primary structure. This is Commissioner Buchanan. This is Commissioner oh. Holly. Uh, Go ahead, Jay. Sorry, after you, Commissioner B. After you. 
This is Commissioner Buchanan. I think to, to clarify, um, we would, <clears throat> I, I, I am also seeking the same things that Commissioner uh, Chow was saying. Uh, are you willing to rotate your siding, look at double hung windows instead of sliding windows, um, possibly just a couple other design details? Sure. So if you're, uh, this is Mr. Buchanan again. And so could you submit another drawing that shows the siding rotated horizontal to be more similar and compatible to what's existing in the environs and your own house, um, along with the material changes in the windows? I could submit material changings, drawings, no, because I've already paid for these drawings. This is Commissioner Foster. I will ping Lynn on this one, but I'm, you know, just to get through city approval, I think the drawings would have to end up matching what you intend to build. So if, if so in order to be compatible with the, the environs, you want horizontal siding on the garage, as well as the windows being sliding, two, two sliding up and down instead of, vert, uh, instead of left to right, if I'm following you. And to, to be sure, changing the siding on the house would not be something that you would agree with, or would you? This is Commissioner Buchanan. I, I don't see how that fits within the existing context and the patterns within your neighborhood. Um, I, I personally would feel that it's uh, not congruent with those patterns and therefore would not support it. Um, can sure. I just say, can we pull up the pictures that I've had, that I um, shared? during the first meeting, there are a lot of houses in this neighborhood that isn't uniform with everything else. Brand new, tore down, existing houses. I think so. I don't believe that we, this is Avery Kerner uh, with planning staff. I don't believe that we have those photos to share. I submitted them during the um, initial meeting. I can um, pull them up though, if you'd like. Or is it, this is Avery Kerner, uh, planning staff. If you have those available and you're able to screen share, um, you can do so. I can just let me know and I can stop sharing so that you can. I don't have them readily available, but I could try and get. Well, this is Commissioner Buchanan. I think um, right now we are looking at the plans that have been proposed and, and submitted for, um, which are absent of any additional work to the existing structure. Correct me if I'm wrong, Lynn, anybody? Um, so what do you mean when you say absent? There's nothing on uh, this Commissioner Buchanan. I don't see anywhere in this submission proposes for your existing structure. Thank you. Does this plan show that you want to change the siding on your existing house? No, it does not. Okay. So my, my, uh, where I'm going with this is I'd like to focus on the application that is in front of us and that has been submitted. To meet your guidelines, vertical will have to go horizontal on the siding for the garage, as well as the windows have to be changed. Are there any other changes that are necessary? This is Commissioner Foster. Um, I would recommend that the roof pitch be more compatible with the primary structure. What do you mean by that? One is shallower, the, the proposed structure is a shallow roof and the existing structure is a steeper roof and you claimed during the meeting that they were the same and they appeared to not be. Well, they, they're, they're both A-frame. Yes. They're both A-frame. When you say pitch, you mean it has to be steeper? 
You want more of a Correct. steep roof? The, the steepness of the roof slopes. How much steeper? I don't understand. You want it exactly like a house? Is that what you're saying? This is Commissioner Foster. That would be ideal, yes. <laughs> the garage the prior that was here prior didn't have that type of pitch at all. It was torn down, but it didn't have a steep pitch like the house, not at all. So I'm just wondering where your guidelines are coming from in relationship to this dwelling and its historic nature and its original nature, because I'll repeat, the garage that was here before it was torn down because it was old and dilapidated, didn't have a steep pitch like the house. And so this is Commissioner Foster. Are you Foster, just saying but... that this case warrants, you know, your guidelines now say, the house has to have the garage, any secondary structure has to have the same pitched roof as the house. You know, kind of hard to, yeah. okay, if, if, it's, if it's feasible to do within the plans, I'm sure that wouldn't be a problem. But to match it perfectly, that might be a bit, you know, of a, of a, this is a, you know, this is a prefab uh, garage. It comes as a kit. So in order to change the structure of the roof, we take, basically you're saying, start over again, and that structure is not necessary because as purchased, to change the pitch of the roof would require some adjusting, a great deal of adjusting, since it's prefab, you know, and it's a kit that you put together unless you can share with me how that can be done easily. Lynn, I just sent you some pictures of the structures in the neighborhood. And this is this is Commissioner Holly. I'll just comment on a, a few different items where, um, you know, we've discussed that some of the primary points worth discussing are the overall massing, the roof pitch, the windows, the siding. Um, to me, the, the single largest of those is massing. Um, and with the the site plan doing some some chicken scratch math because there's not exact um, floor elevations, but if the existing structure is 32 feet tall, um, if we look at the topo ballpark plus or minus inches, not feet, there's three feet of fall in in the grade, so that 32 minus 22 with this roof form minus three feet of the drop-off that the roof form of this when viewed from the street plus or minus inches would be 13 feet lower than the primary structure um, if I'm doing my math right which to me addresses the the biggest um, issue of the massing the the windows I think seems like a pretty easy switch to something more like a double hung um, if the applicant would consider that, um, I yes. would be curious on the on the other commissioners um, just for feedback on whether on roof pitch or siding. Um, I agree the because the roof pitch does not match the original structure, but it isn't out of character with some of the roof pitches on other structures on this block. Um, you know, like I'm, I pulled up a, a Google image map where ballpark, it's probably a similar pitch on the house next door where it, it might not be I, perfectly complementary to the, uh, the existing structure, but it certainly does have precedent in the immediate vicinities. Um, would, would just be curious on what roof pitch on if they're how hard the other commissioners would feel about requiring uh, an exact match. Or if that could be something that goes back to the HRC with a combo of guidance from here. Just... Lynn Braddock, Goldman. Yes. Um, this is Commissioner Foster. I appreciate the comments, Jay. Um, I'm just hesitant to use a um, you know, uh, a structure that, you know, predates any action of the HRC, predates any guidelines or any regulations as much of a precedent. Certainly we have a lot of those around, um, but um, um, 
I'm, I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm a medium on the, on the roof pitch, you know, that I, I would strongly recommend it. If it was the one remaining issue, I'm not sure that would cause me to not support the project, but uh, um, not looking for an exact match, uh, going back to the applicant's comments, but typically wood structures are framed, uh, you know, with, with common pitches of two to 12, three to 12, four to 12, you know, six to 12, that types of thing. So the existing structure is probably one of those. Um, and um, I would think that even in a prefab environment, um, different typical roof pitches are available, though that is just speculation on my part. This is Commissioner Buchanan. I think um, I'm more concerned over the overall kind of mass and size. Um, so I, I'd be willing to give a little on, on the roof form if we were able to shrink the footprint. When I'm looking at the plans, I see that there's an optional rear elevation with an exterior stair and a porch. Would it be possible to minimize the footprint by removing the interior staircase and just using the exterior optional rear porch as this, you know, would that be something that <clears throat> to consider as a way to overall shrink the footprint and help with some of that, the disproportionate, uh, or help it be more subordinate. So you're saying not to have the stairs on the inside and have them on the outside? That would increase the footprint. You can't even see the stairs that the way it currently is. Uh, this is what Commissioner Buchanan. I'm looking at the plans that were submitted for the last uh, HRC meeting, um, and they're on sheet three. There, they show a rear elevation with optional porch. And if we use that as the staircase, in lieu of the interior staircase, so that way you don't have both, you only have the exterior and we can shrink your footprint. And maybe I'm alone on this. I just, I, I, this is Commissioner McGann. Um, I, I'm, I'd be more concerned with the size and mass. And if there's a way to minimize that, I'd be willing to budge a little on the uh, roof pitch. And the, the mass is already smaller than the current structure. How much? That, this is Commissioner Buchanan. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking what you proposed and making what you proposed smaller. Not compared to your existing, but compared to what you... What well, that's how we started out. The, the original argument was that the garage was going to be bigger than the current structure. So how did we get to where we are now? Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. Let me um, try to gauge a little bit of uh, what some of the commissioners have said. So my understanding would be if the siding were changed to lap siding, horizontal siding, and the windows were changed to be more of a um, double hung window instead of sliders, that those two things would be agreed upon by the historic resources I'm sorry, the Architectural Review Committee. Would that be a fair statement? Would the applicant agree to those two changes? Yes. 
So then the next discussion point would be the pitch of the roof. I know Commissioner Foster has said that he would like to see a steeper pitched roof. Commissioner Buchanan said she is willing to discuss the existing pitch. And Commissioner Holly has also said that he would entertain the existing pitch. Is that an appropriate summation of where each commissioner is? Then Commissioner, thank you. Then Commissioner Buchanan-Young brought up the idea of taking out the interior staircase, which creates that door that's shown on the right-hand side of the front elevation that makes a structure smaller than what's proposed. Are there any thoughts from Commissioner Foster or Commissioner Holly on that idea? How are you supposed to get inside besides raising the garage door? If this is this is Commissioner Foster. I, I can totally appreciate um, Brenna's suggestion and commentary, considering that you know, some of the strong concerns at the meeting, um, and that was the number one issue um, by one commissioner on yeah, just sort of the mass and scale, and and you know sometimes that's a sort of shrink the volume and the footprint. Sometimes that's um, uh, changing the height. Um, uh, but considering that that, um, that that would be coming from that reduction would be happening, it looks to me like at the rear property line, um, th that um, I guess that's just not a big concern of mine. I've uh, with the, with the drop off the site, I'm less concerned about the mass and scale issue and more concerned about the, um, the materials and the, um, um, and, and coordination with the primary structure. Um, Commissioner Holly, and uh, I'd agree with that sentiment. Um, Given the location on the site, though I am, it's a fun, it's a clever idea, um, but I just be I think it doesn't concern me as is to make that work as the entry. Um, we'd have to there the applicant would have to introduce more hardscape on the site. Um, that I think as is, it's it's not a concern of mine. Commissioner McCannon, fair enough. I just wanted to throw it out there. Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. Are there any other details that the ARC members would like to discuss on this? Then do we have consensus on taking this back to the Historic Resources Commission with a re recommendation for horizontal lap siding, double hung windows without changes to the roof pitch? Or would you rather have the report say um, with decision split on the roof pitch? This is Commissioner Foster. Um, I think a split is fine, and then we could discuss it and and uh, see who wants to make a motion for which one. Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. Does anyone else have any questions for the applicant? Does the applicant have questions of the committee? Are we in agreement on the sidings and the windows? Is that? Are they going to vote on it? Or you, do you have to vote on that? This is Commissioner Foster. I don't think we take formal votes at the committee. Um, it's just Lynn's trying to see what work consensus is, and and then the the formal vote would be at the the next HRC meeting.
Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. So, Aretha, are y'all okay with changing the siding to horizontal lap siding? Yes, ma'am. And changing the windows to a double hung instead of a slider? Yes. Okay. So then I think where we have consensus is on those two items. And so this will go back to the Historic Resources Commission with a recommendation from the Architectural Review Committee to approve a project with horizontal lap siding and double hung windows and to have further discussion with the full commission on the roof pitch. This is Commissioner Foster. I think it would be good to attempt to summarize what Commissioner Holly computed to acknowledge in the report that um, the proposed structure is substantially lower than what our understanding was at the meeting, because that was a concern of a number of folks. You know, the, with the whole story of subordination. Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. Commissioner Holly, can you get with me? before the um like early next week to go over those numbers um commissioner holly uh sure thing um if convenient i could do a markup just in blue beam with some dimensions um not a architectural drawing but to show how that math arrived um that will ballpark show where it would be Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator, that would be perfect. Do any of the committee members have any questions for the applicant? Uh, Commissioner Holly, uh, not, not a question, just a comment um uh one thank you for taking the time to meet i think this will be a successful project with any changing of the with the changing of the orientation of the siding um this is just one thing to look out for is it does with the plans um the rotation of the siding i don't think would affect the structural integrity of this prepackaged the structure in any way um, but I believe if you you would want to follow the plans and not orient the plywood at the corners that's acting to um, for building shear that is a very non-official just make sure you're looking at that comment and don't think that we're asking to rotate uh, the shear wall plywood it's just what we just way we look at just on the outside, thank you. Right? Correct. Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. Does the applicant have any questions of the committee members? No, thank you for your time. This is Commissioner Buchanan. Uh, did we, I, I just want to clarify, I, I know we've all agreed on, on rotating to a horizontal, I thought we had also agreed to lap siding instead of plywood. Or did I miss that? This is Commissioner Foster. I don't think we specifically discussed, um, while I would very much prefer lap siding um, in the spirit of compromise, um, I've just only been suggesting um, taking the siding horizontal. Um, but um, yeah, ideally, the you know, in a in a typical situation, we would be mandating that the materials match the the primary structure. You know, to all extents reasonable, um, considering the location of this um, on the on the site, I am okay sort of, I'm officially, I'm okay with just rotating the siding. Commissioner Holly. Uh, 
Commissioner Holly, uh, similar comments. Um, LAP would be ideal, but given the uh, location on the site, a horizontal would not be a, a horizontal um, sheet siding would not be something I'd stomp my feet over. This is Commissioner McCann. Thank you for, for clarifying where we're at with that. And I agree with the others that the horizontal horizontality is more important, although lap would be preferred. Lynn Bragg, Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. If there are no other comments or questions, I'd like to thank the applicant and commissioners for taking the time out to work on this. I'd like to echo Commissioner Holly. I think it'll be a very successful project and look forward to seeing this on the June HRC meeting. Thank you. Good night, everyone.